Another question that I have is anyone who has reservations for online dating apps. Oh, what are do you talking you, about yourself? What sure. do you have to say? To, <laughs> what do you have to say to people who have reservations for online dating apps? If you have just moved a thousand miles from where you call home to a new country, then this podcast was made for you. Welcome to Settling Podcast, a 21st century immigrant's diary and your one-stop shop for all things becoming an immigrant. I'm Chisum Ezilu, your host and also an immigrant like yourself. Here we sit and have heartfelt conversations about our different journeys and what it takes to settle in this new place we call home. We talk about all things corporate, socializing, finding love, the challenges, and building beautiful relationships. I can't wait to sit down and merge our stories while laughing, crying, and celebrating our wins together. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, so we are going to get into the fun part of this conversation. I'm actually just going to sit down here and take notes and be taking lessons from this. So yes, background info, background context. So Sam is currently in a relationship with um, her partner that is from a different culture from herself. Um, I'm going to let them give you all the details through all the questions that I'm asking. But um, Sam, tell us, how did you meet your partner? How did you meet your partner right now? Well, you know, we work in IT, so things happen for us on dating apps. Uh, we, we don't speak to people in real life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. But yeah, I, I met my boyfriend on Bumble. And it's been a year and a half now. Oh my goodness! Oh my god! And the thing is that you and your boyfriend are the cutest people, couples that I know. No, you guys are super cute. I love it. Like, if when my friends met both of you, like, no, you guys are cute. You guys look so good together. And you guys are so cool. So, yes, what did you tell, tell, tell us? Like, okay, if I you met him on Bumble. Did you have, prior to meeting him on Bumble, was that your first experience with Bumble? Did you have any perception about like online dating or really just using like all these dating apps? What was your idea around that? Yeah, so I think dating apps is something that I got into because of the lockdown. Uh I had been on them before as well when I was in India, but never really dated through them. I just downloaded them to see what's out there, but I knew that I'm moving abroad, so I thought it's a bad idea to start dating somebody there. (laughs) And then lockdown happened in Ireland, and I went to India. But when I came back in September of 2020, that's when I installed the apps because I was bored at home. And I was living with two other girls at the time, and we had such a good bond, such a good uh, vibes going on in the house but you can only spend so much time together yeah and you need sort of an alone time as well so in that alone time I remember installing tinder and not bumble I think tinder was more famous at that time and it went well in terms of just being able to talk to random people and I kept installing and reinstalling it like sorry deleting and reinstalling it uh, because I didn't really see it as 
something that can find me a potential partner yeah it was more like uh, i'm bored let's talk to somebody else <laughs> <laughs> so that's how i treated them but then i would say you reach a point in your life where you're like it would be nice to actually have a bond with somebody oh my god lights bob moments lights bob i've grown <laughs> i didn't think <laughs> uh, but even then when i met my uh, boyfriend i was off the apps for the last like 4 months i had taken a break because that's when i actually had my surgery so i was like i need to focus on my health right now and boys can be a distraction mm mm-hmm. mm So when I reinstalled it even then I wasn't like oh I have to get a boyfriend it was never like that for me yeah. it was more like this time when I install the apps I will give people a fair chance get to know them just like beyond being you know superficial and just try to establish a good connection with people so that's how uh, when of course when I saw his profile I'm like he's cute he has a great job and you know looks good on paper but you still need to know the person you need to establish a connection and see if you like him and more importantly if he likes you back <laughs> so that's how it happened right we matched and he did not speak to me on text as much he was like let's just have a date and see how it goes okay okay end up wasting so much time on texting and then in real life the person turns out to be not like you expected so we had the first date and i really i was you know in love <laughs> but oh this is the point right say oh <laughs> yes but you know you have to take things slow like you have to be a logical person as well so yeah how yeah, how long how... did you have to act same for like how long did you have to take things slowly <laughs> I think the first few dates we were a bit shy uh, in front of each other but on the second date I just told him this thing like I I couldn't keep it inside of me I told him that I I like you and I would like to explore this thing without you know going out with other people because I think that can be a distraction and that can ruin something that's that has potential mm-hmm. and I said and I don't expect the same from you so you can still go out and pursue your other matches i will not hold that against you because we met through an app that essentially matches you through an algorithm so you are free to explore just like i uh, matched with other people but he said no i think this connection has potential and we both decided to explore this connection instead of just going on random dates so that's how we kind of started becoming exclusive This has then, this has to be the cutest love story ever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah, I, I do believe I got lucky there. You guys should see how hard I'm smiling right now. You need to see how hard I'm smiling because I love love. Unfortunately, fortunately, I love love. No, this has to be the cutest love story ever. When you compare um like dating or this dating, meeting people on dating apps and meeting people physically i mean which one do you prefer which one which one would you say would be your a better preference for yourself uh surprisingly i prefer the apps and people say like 
that's not a genuine story that's a fake story you know we met in a bar or whatever but i have never been the person to talk to somebody in a bar yeah yeah and if somebody approaches me in a bar i run away i really i'm not somebody that can talk to somebody at the airport or whatever <laughs> so i knew that it's not going to happen for me in yeah life. yeah and that's the thing right the people that exist in real life are the same people that are on the apps <laughs> It's not like that the people on the apps are coming from another planet. To be fair, what the apps do, they just they compare your profiles and then they match them together. But life doesn't really give you that. So you're just seeing like random people that you may not necessarily have anything in common with. Or like if you do, maybe you're just vibing differently or something. But I guess, I don't know, the apps compare your profile and stuff like that. Maybe that, make, that makes it better. Yes, and everybody on the apps is single, so you don't have to guess exactly. Status. Exactly, exactly. You're not asking your head, is he single? Is he not? Nah, all of all that is. But it's funny that on those apps, I I hear that sometimes. I said I hear. I hear that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I heard from another source that sometimes. People can write looking for something casual or something like that, not looking for anything serious. I'm not sure why. When they say something casual, what exactly do they mean by that? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I need someone to explain that phrase to me, looking for something casual. What do, what do you think it means? What do you think it means? I think it's it's what I was doing in the lockdown. It's just like, <laughs> okay. I just want to... That makes that. sense. That I makes sense. You're honest from the beginning those expectations it's fine but i have seen so many guys being like i like you like i'm saying from mine and my friends experience like oh i like you and then being like oh i was just like killing time and uh, mm-hmm. you know kind of the the fear of commitment uh, mm-hmm. and i've seen that a lot on the dating apps as well like you were saying my experiences prior to being in a relationship uh, i have talked to people that are extremely commitment phobic but I would say that's all okay if you establish that prior to meeting somebody. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you compare being in your relationship right now and then dating men from your culture, what would you say, what would be the most significant thing that sticks out for you or like the significant difference? And so like men from your culture and men from that are not, what would you say? I think essentially are the same everywhere mm-hmm. you know i i don't think that at the core of their heart there is a difference culturally i would say there is a difference in terms of india and ireland that in ireland you if you have a girlfriend like my boyfriend just told his dad yeah i'm seeing somebody and his dad is like okay cool nice to meet you but if that was a case in india it's like you have to mentally prepare yourself and you might get rejected on the basis of something that's not in your control like your religion or you know something like that so yeah i would be scared in india a bit more to meet the parents and those kind of things versus in ireland i think uh, people don't care about your background your religion your ethnicity so it's a bit more open here as compared to india yeah i'll say that i think i wish i no Indian parents and Nigerian parents have something that is very similar. They definitely have something. Like, your parents will literally just give you a checklist of what... (laughs) (laughs) 
Or what's your relation or what's your ideal partner? What do you think your ideal partner would be? Maybe they want somebody from the same um, tribe, not even the same country, not even like this person should be Nigerian. They would say the person should be from a specific tribe, your own tribe. And then from a specific state, you know, be wondering, I live abroad. And there are a million <laughs> diverse people in the where do you want me to find somebody from my own tribe, from my own state? Like how make it make sense. But oh well, <laughs> that's our experience. But um another thing is there's this show I watch on Netflix, Indian matchmaking. I love it. I love Indian matchmaking so <laughs> much. I can't ask you about relationships without bringing up Indian matchmaking story. And one thing that you would see about um, India, like you said, one thing about Indian parents is how they like things to be a certain way and like how their perception about um, dating and things like that. For yourself, would this be your experience? How have your families or how do you think your family will react to your relationship and all of all that. Uh, yeah, so it's funny you bring up Indian matchmaking because uh, I was quite against arranged setups since mm-hmm. I was a kid. But like, is that a common thing there? Is that a common thing? Yes, it's common. And look, it works out for a lot of people. And some of my friends are in arranged marriages and they are very happy. Uh, for me, my experience was not as good because... I remember when I was like in fifth grade, uh, one of my family friends was looking for a bride for himself. And he was like, I only want a fair-skinned woman who is skinny and who can cook and all these criteria. And I was just like, if that's how it goes, like, I don't want to be a part of this system. You know, I'd be much happy single than being a part of a toxic system Mm -hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Again, saying not not everybody is toxic. Some arranged marriages have amazing people in them. Yeah. But but it really people just boil it down to how much money you make, what is your background, what is your skin color, what is like it's just so um I think it's toxic. So Indian matchmaking, if you have seen, you must have seen how people will be like having such strict preferences. Yeah. Yeah. A bit discriminatory to me personally. Yeah. So I could never do that. But <laughs> going back to my relationship, my parents are happy. I'll be honest. They they really wanted me to find somebody that I I love. I genuinely mm-hmm. like as a person. That's the most important and thing eventually. Yes. And the thing that works in my favor is because my dad traveled the entire world. He's open-minded. Mm. Exposure. So he, yes. He did not see my boyfriend as a foreigner or... He was like, yeah, he's a person and we need to treat him like that, you know. So most uh, parents in India, they might have a reservation about outsiders. But because Mm -hmm. my dad interacted with so many people from different countries, he knew that humans are essentially the same. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. I I love that. I love that, like, your parents just said, like, he's just a person because really at the end of the, at the end of the day like that's important and the fact that um um he really loves you and you love him back was i don't think there's anything that should be more important than that eventually exactly. but um 
when you know that you've experienced the Irish culture as culture as a student and then working and now being in a relationship with um, your boyfriend who is also Irish, what would you say is that one thing that you're like, oh my God, what is this about this culture? That is, that you're just like, you just can't get your, he- your head around. What's that one thing? Uh, for me, I I don't want to sound rude, but I cannot understand the food here. <laughs> yeah, it's not even like the bland thing. Like A lot of people point out the food is bland. I don't have an issue with bland food as long uh-huh. as you can taste the original food. For me, it's it's like just it's it's boring, you know. It's like a white bread and just a, you know, it, it's and soup. <laughs> yes, it, it's. I don't know. It doesn't. You can't place it. You just can't place it. Honestly, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. What I did not see how one coming. I, I I wouldn't say I have had like tons of Irish food. I think I have it occasionally, but I think besides mashed potatoes and soup, is there really any any like Irish food that sticks out to you? Would yeah. you say? No, actually, being a vegetarian, I cannot. Okay. Yes, you have limitations. Well, mm-hmm. but I'm coming from of that perspective like ireland is so diverse now it is so multicultural like why not try out food from other cultures yeah you have the privilege to do that right you yeah have so many people from the and i think it's going to happen it's happening as we speak more and more people are trying out new cuisines and new cultures as well mm-hmm. but yeah that's one thing that stood out to me because when i would go to my boyfriend's family gatherings or just go to any office events as well like the food would be just so monotonous <laughs> in my opinion like the tea is so bad it tastes like water to me oh my goodness i hope your boyfriend is not going to hear this for the first time on <sighs> this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you need to rush back and go and tell him before he listens to this no yes you should you should but do you guys have like any favorite places or any cultural events that you guys um enjoy together both um either um indian cultural events or irish cultural um irish cultural events is there anyone that you guys enjoy together in terms of Indian culture, I celebrated Diwali with mm-hmm. my boyfriend last year and a lot of my friends who are also not Indian. So I think that experience was amazing just to showcase my, my food and my culture. Yeah. yeah. People who are not Indian. And in terms of Irish culture, I really enjoy watching games mm-hmm. in pubs because that's when you see the real Irish people, you know, come out. Of it's a really big their... thing for them. It's a big thing. Yes. They are so excited and they, of course, the alcohol, right? They they drink a lot and then they become even more energetic. <laughs> so I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy St. Patrick's Day celebrations. And that's when we met. Yes, yes. That was the first time we met physically for the first time. I still have those pictures. I still have those our pictures yes. that we took. Like, no, I, I find that I also find the St. Patrick's Day. That was actually the first time I was physically experiencing St. Patrick's Day. To be fair, COVID hadn't let it happen because um, the lockdown hadn't let it happen. So it was, I agree with you that um, 
the your Irishness comes out more when you're in the yes. pub. I totally agree with you on that one. And I'm also excited to celebrate Christmas because uh, as a Hindu, it's not really a traditional uh, festival for us. Mm-hmm. So really excited to celebrate Christmas. And the- would this be your first time celebrating Christmas? I mean, uh, the thing is, like, in India, we have celebrated Christmas in the sense that my my dad would sometimes bring a cake, like a plum cake, and then we would cut it, and we'd be like, Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds awful, but as kids, <laughs> as kids, we would sometimes get, like, a project to have your own Christmas tree. Like, uh, <laughs> but, I, but we never had, like, the gifts thing. Yeah, yeah. That. Do you guys, would this be the first time you are celebrating Christmas with your boyfriend? Is this, would this be the first time? Uh, it should be, but we still haven't planned the logistics because oh, okay. I might yeah. take him to India for the first time. He came to India? He he might visit India. In oh my the goodness! World. That would yes. be, oh, I need to hear about all of that. Oh my God, no. Oh my God, that would be really exciting. That would be really exciting. That's nice. Oh my god. But just the um however you guys want to celebrate Christmas, one tradition that people do during Christmas where you have a partner is you just take um Christmas pictures in Christmas PJs. Just in case you don't people Yeah, people just take Christmas pictures with PJs under the Christmas tree and they really just pepper anyone who is not in a relationship. So usually you hear jokes like, I need to find my partner before Christmas so that I can have a Christmas <laughs> PJ body or something of that sort. So people, you find people putting pressure, maybe not necessarily pressure, but like wanting to have that Christmas body partner when Christmas is around the corner. But that's something that you can decide to do as a tradition if you like. But yeah. <laughs> Sure, let me order some matching pajamas. Exactly, matching PJs, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, how are you integrating these two cultures into your life? Like, how would you say yourself and your boyfriend are integrating, like, your different cultures into your lives? Uh, I think it helps that the both of us work in the same industry. So yeah. we have that in common. We are both software developers. And I think our core values align as well. Mm-hmm. So we both are not into like a lot of drinking, smoking. We're yeah. like more into health, hiking and all those type of things. And he loves music just like I do. So he sometimes plays the guitar and sings as well. And he... And then you're dancing as he's playing the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just... That completes the equation. <laughs> And uh, I'll be honest, we do have a lot of differences. I believe that the the music that we both grew up with is completely different. Yeah, yeah. The first time I heard of Bruce Springsteen was through him. And apparently he's a very big musical sensation. And I had no idea. He had no head of him before. Yes, these kind of differences will be there. Language as well. Although, I mean, English is my second language. And now I think I am comfortable enough to count it as like my for almost my first or one and a half if you yeah say. yeah i i am quite comfortable now but still sometimes you want to just speak in your own language yeah. uh-huh. I, <laughs> I would i would never i thought you i mean yes um you're indian and you probably speak your language but 
I wouldn't even consider you as a second language speaker of English because you speak really well. Like, nah, I think you speak amazing. Nah, I think you speak It's really well. Yeah, yeah, we we have English integrated into our culture. Oh, okay. Ah, so perfect. That is another difference, but I think thriving in a relationship when you're from different backgrounds is to appreciate each other's culture and respect the traditions. So, like I said, I I do not enjoy Irish tea. but i always drink it when i'm at his place or just to respect yeah that you know it's their culture or or just to to respect their traditions even though i might find them strange and come on indian culture can have so many things that non indians will find strange so he he sometimes will be asking me like why why did you do that like you know when we are praying to god is like oh you have idols like we do idol worship mm-hmm. so i have idols of god in my bedroom Oh, what is who is that? Like this is our god, you know, one of our gods. <laughs> so it can be very interesting in terms of uh, just enjoying each other. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that I think is I really like how you both are um appreciating your different cultures and really just um integrating it together with your different lives like you appreciate the irish culture and then he also does the same for the indian culture and everyone is just trying to see how to make it work and make it beautiful for yourselves i think that is really really admirable okay being in this relationship how would you say that um in, on a personal basis how would you say your views have changed or has this influenced your own personal growth and worldwide views about intercultural relationships and stuff like that yeah i would say it really helped me look beyond borders you know i believe like countries cultures religions is all man made at the end of the day and like i said we're all people cause have a very strong connection to where we come from mm-hmm. but that shouldn't stop you from looking outside of your culture in terms of dating or friendships and we we discussed that you know having friends outside of your culture is also very important because i tried jollof rice for the first time at your place <laughs> i fell in love with it so how how would i have done that if i if i don't meet yeah meet new people that are not essentially from the same background So I it's about striking a balance between having people that are your comfort zone like I whenever I meet people from Delhi you know they are my comfort zone I I immediately start speaking in Hindi really have a lot of fun with them but when I meet somebody from Ireland from Nigeria it's like oh I, w- I have so many questions I'm so curious I'm so excited as well uh yeah it it really changed my view in the sense like people worry about things that don't matter to be honest and Uh, like you said nigerian parents indian parents they they have these boundaries that they don't want to cross but they are man made and they really don't matter at the end of the day that's what i would say mm-hmm. you know what i like about you sam i like how open you are to all of all these things like i've seen your group of friends and you have friends from literally all the cultures that you can imagine and i think that is so beautiful <laughs> i think you have a united nation of friendship people from <laughs> like if I we think i just got lucky <laughs> really... and they are really good people that anyone can vibe with and you you integrate with them so well that is almost a seamless relationship i really do admire that because that doesn't come easy for me 
I mean, it really doesn't come easy for, I don't know, for some weird reasons, but I really like how you you are united you have a united nation of friends it really is it, it is very admirable you just keep an open mind that you're just looking to get the best out of people um i remember after the um event that we had at my house and people were like oh my god sam is really cool like and i'm like yes i know she's really cool <laughs> so yes and um, people do admire that about you and i admire it as well so yes keep it up you need to teach us all how you do it so i really admire that <laughs> You. my friends thought the same about you and you know my boyfriend is like oh my god oh oh and the funniest person in the room really, so, <laughs> yeah people admire you Shazom and now with this podcast you're like really upping the game thank you thank you that's really kind thank you okay i think i have two final questions can you share like any advice or insights for anyone who is navigating like cultural differences either in friendship or in relationship or anything of that sort can you share like any advice um i would say uh you know by the time you reach your late 20s you normally know what you want in life yeah it can look different for different people so if you want to be with somebody within your own culture that's also as good as being with somebody outside it it really is a personal choice i would say and we all have certain desires and expectations so i think communication is so important it is like to to survive in a friendship in a relationship and also remembering that you're not totally responsible for the other person's emotion and yes yeah uh so if somebody is offended by you or something happens of course you know you should speak to them but at the end of the day it's them who needs to reassess why they are feeling the way they are feeling or you if you are hurt by somebody you really need to do that self work and find out why those differences are bothering you so that would be my advice to somebody who is struggling uh, or just struggling integrating into a new country as well uh, it's about understanding why you're facing these difficulties and putting a plan into action how how you can overcome them Mm. I really like how you how you mentioned that like you still have to do the self work and ask yourself why is this bothering me because sometimes you always think it's the other person and not yourself but you really do need to look internally to see if you're actually the problem because sometimes you might be the problem and you're just looking at things and you just look you need to just put the glasses or lens on yourself and see what's going on there I think that is really spot on I really like that Yes and I think you need to establish your boundaries. Sometimes some people are not for you and it's okay to let them go as well. Mm-hmm. And I learned it the hard way because you know when when you're just starting out in your job or when you move to a new country you you try to be a, a people pleaser as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I want everybody to like me but that's not going to happen and some people are just not your tribe so let them go and find your own tribe. Some people are not your tribe so let them go. That's very hard. that is that is wisdom you just said there. That is wisdom. That is because it is, it might be very difficult to accept, but you really just have to let them go. You really do. No, thank you for that. Another question that I have is anyone who has reservations for online dating apps. Oh, what are you do you think about yourself? What You're do you have to say? To, 
what do you have to say to people who have reservations for online dating apps? Honestly, I would say that uh, you could meet the quote-unquote love of your life in any form, mm-hmm. right? Online, offline, anywhere. But at least give your 100% when you are creating a profile, when you are talking to people. I really don't like when people would just like match and then leave you on read for like five days and then be like, oh, sorry, I forgot. It's like, okay, you really don't care about, you know. Yeah. So, uh, for me, it's all about making a genuine effort before you give up. And I honestly did the same thing myself. I was not putting in my 100% making a shit profile with no bio. And as a woman, you still get matches. That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) But once I made that effort and started genuinely talking to people, not just like, hey, uh, how are you? But going deeper. I think that's when you'll find a genuine connection. So it might not work out for you online, but at least put in the work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't you're going to get overlooked your profile might not seem as exciting to the other person and you might miss out on the type of people that you like yeah yeah there is this myth um that people who are on dating apps can be perceived as desperate do you have like any comments about that yes i i have actually faced that before you know uh Anytime uh, some of my friends, you know, they would see me on Tinder, they would message me, be like, oh, so you're on Tinder, like almost insinuating that I am a woman with loose morals, although they are on the same app. So that double standard exists. And I think it exists more for women than it does for men. That if you're on the apps, you're ready to sleep with just anybody or mm-hmm. not the case. But Definitely uh, not the case. Yes, like, come on, I, I barely match with them. Like, I would literally swipe one guy right out of, like, a hundred. Because, you know, it, it, most of the profiles are just low-effort profiles, let's be honest. So, if that makes me desperate, then, yeah, hell yeah, I'm desperate. I love it. I love it. No, I love it. I, I totally love, like, the the way you just, like, I replied that. I think I thought that was really smart, like... Hello, like at the end of the day, if I get what I want through me looking desperate, I've got what I want and I'm happy. All the best to you and, and your thoughts about the way I got what I want. Oh yeah, thank you so much. I think we have we've come to the end of this episode. Um I have enjoyed this conversation. I really did enjoy the healthcare part and I enjoyed the the relationship part as well. So thank you so much, Sam, for giving us your time. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Chizom. Thank you for having me. I had a blast, honestly. I I would have talked for another hour. (laughs) Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, guys. Now, I'm sure you've gotten all the details and juice at this point from what it looks like to date and also um, meet people from other cultures. I hope you had a good time listening to this because I did have a good time having this conversation with Sam. And I'm sure you took lessons as well. But in the meantime, while we while we are still looking for and meeting people on this journey, settling journey, I hope you have a great time. I will see you again in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You've left me grinning hard at this point. 
if this podcast resonated with you, ensure to share, subscribe, and definitely give us a shout on Instagram at settling underscore podcast. If you would like to share your own story or nominate your favorite immigrants, reach out to us via our email in the show notes below. But in the meantime, keep staying fabulous till we meet again in the next episode.